0: Hello patrons and welcome to your bonus podcast episode for 295. Donald Vincent, also known as Mr. Hip is my guest and what a great interview I love talking with hip and this is another good interview. And he sent me four poems that he read from his book. So you'll get to hear him reading these poems. We have a little mini conversation here. And I'm going to sneak in. You'll hear us refer to a song by Throwing Muses. I'm going to sneak that in here. I wouldn't normally play it on the regular podcast, but since this is under the radar and only a few of you hear it, um, I'm going to put that in there too. So this is going to be quite like an episode. This is like an episode episode, but with just magical, special stuff. That's it. Um, I, did a, I did a great interview today. It's going to go up this week with um, an author named Brit uh, East. And he wrote a book called A Gay Man's Guide to Life. And <laughs> it was a great conversation. So that'll go up for you all, patrons, um, on Friday. Let me stop right there. It's, it goes public on Monday. I'm gonna do I'm gonna put it up on Friday. I'm, I'm gonna stop allowing myself to like, well, it's maybe no, it's going up on Friday. So it'll go to patrons on Friday and to the public on Monday. It's a great interview. If you're listening to this and you don't already subscribe to this special podcast, there's a way to do that, both on Patreon or on my website. Um, if you want some help doing that, please let me know. That way you don't have to come to the site or go to Patreon um so let me know if you need some help with that anyway here's mr hip hey patrons welcome to your bonus interview with donald vincent uh so i feel so excited that you're like such i feel like if there was a friend of the Mikey Pod podcast you would be in that category now having been on the show so many times so anyway welcome and thanks for doing this combo too
1: Oh, yes. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure.
0: Um, Kay Ryan, the poet, you mentioned them. I didn't get a pronoun. Is, is
1: she? Is she? Uh, I believe uh, her, the pronoun is she, um, but we can just say Kay Ryan uh, yeah. if possible. Yes.
0: Yeah. So K. Ryan is a poet that I did not know about, but um, you talked a bit in the main interview about them. Um, so um, it makes me curious about other um, poets or other artists in general that you are inspired by.
1: Yes, I think so. My aspirate, so I really love, like I love Kay Ryan. Like the work is amazing. And I think one of the reasons why I love Kay Ryan is because I try to mimic uh, what I'm about to say about her work in my work. Um, Kay Ryan, uh, every time she's read live, I enjoy it. I I like love it. I laugh. I smile. I cry. Um, But what she likes to do, she's so smart. Uh, She reads the poem, you know, and then people just sit there and then she'll explain the poem and then we'll reread the poem. And then people will laugh and have the same kind of experience. And I'm just like, oh, she's amazing. And I I'm just so in love uh, with their work. Um, But. Other artists that inspire me—I really like Edgar Degas. Um, When I went to Paris, uh, that was one of the first stops I made. Was actually just going to uh, the cemetery to view where he was buried. Um, And you know, there's a lot of famous uh, bodies that are also uh, buried in that cemetery. Who are some of my kind of inspirations? And I talk about that in one of the poems in the book. Um, But just. uh, Edgar Degas, Uh, I love Kay Ryan. Um, I I love the poet. Her name is Morgan Parker. Um, I always say she's like the Maya Angelou of this generation. Very talented uh, poet um, and just, you know, a thinker. Um, I really enjoy, you know, like old cartoons. I think, you know, when I look at art, I, I include film in that. And so I really like French films and, you know, really carrying the narrative of the untold stories from some of those films and some of my work. Um, but I'm inspired a lot by visual artists. Um, I think Tana Torrent, uh, she is a, a, a painter from uh, the UK. Um, who has studied in Paris and now lives in New York City uh, she actually did the artwork for the cover of the book um but you know i'm 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 really I really love visual arts I think it's you know my entire workroom just has art because if I'm ever have a writer's block I can just turn to the left turn to the right and enjoy something and have some creativity sparked
0: ah uh, that's cool um I love I love asking this question because I like make notes and I can go back and like discovered
1: some new artists I didn't know about. Okay. I I, uh, I highly, sorry, but I highly recommend uh, Frank Bedard's work. Um, Frank Bedard. uh, I love Frank. He's, he's so humble. Um, I have like two poems dedicated, maybe even three, probably more than that, Uh, but definitely three of them in the book um, dedicated to him. And I love his work. Um, Frank was the first person I saw that took like, you know, real life writing and put it into his own writing. So one of the things that he did was there's this poem uh, titled Ellen West. And Ellen West was one of the first uh, people documented uh, that had an eating disorder. So she was anorexic. And Ellen West didn't want to live in her body based on, you know, what she would write in her diary. And so he took. Uh, you know, phrases and, you know, things from her diary and work them into his poem titled After Her, Ellen West and, you know, because Frank as a, you know, queer man doesn't really, you know, like to live in his body and so he uses uh the vehicle of ellen west throughout the poem to navigate um his own body and things like that and i and I just think that that's like so amazing uh but i would definitely check out frank um frank's beautiful i'm just thankful for frank uh, but definitely check out uh frank the work as well
0: What's can you spell his last name b-i-d-a-r-t um cool that there's interesting connection there's a band you know the band throwing muses
1: uh i've heard
0: of them they have a song called ellen west oh that i never really knew what it was about like i'm thinking about like why did i never investigate that oh because it came out like early 90s and i wouldn't have had the internet to to just google it real quick gotcha. so um now i'm like oh and i gotta go back and listen to that so i'll send you a link to i uh, maybe we could i'll play the song I think I can get away with playing their music on the podcast anyway, especially for the um, for the bonus episode, since it's like hidden. So we'll I'll play that song at the end of this bonus episode. OK, cool. Um, real quick. Last last question. Oh, wait. No, I'm going to change my mind in the middle of even asking that question. What like uh, quarantine cooking? What's that like for you?
1: amazing my partner <laughs> my partner has become a way better cook so i don't have to cook all the meals so um i actually packed on the quarantine 19 Same. uh so much food I, I just started biking i'm trying to do a mile and a half every day uh but eating has been uh great i find myself uh cooking But I also find myself ordering food because for me, you know, fixing three meals a day, washing dishes and cleaning up is it's kind of difficult. And the food is so delicious that there's no such thing as meal prep in this house because we just eat all the (laughs) left. Uh but you know I I love uh you know I love my relationship with food like I love touching the food I I love the smells you know I I I open the oven just so the smell can come out a little bit more you know just to tease the taste buds so cooking for me has been great we made lasagna yesterday a lentil based lasagna um and my partner had made this texas barbecue sauce um for like a, a burgers that we had over the weekend and we just uh, we ran out of tomato sauce, so we put some of that uh, barbecue Texas sauce on the lasagna, and man, I have been missing out. So I think I'm gonna have to substitute some of that marinara for uh, barbecue sauce going forward for the next lasagna batch.
0: Whoa, that's like, wh- like what, like hybrid? A hybrid of styles, like big time. That sounds yeah. really good, though.
1: I, you know, you know, I, I, I called it Italian comfort food yesterday, but I like, I. I don't know. I was I was kinda afraid at first, but once we once you bite into it, it was like the oh ooh, right? We had some smoked uh mozzarella cheese from uh, uh Miyoko's and uh-huh. oof, oh, it was oh I might have to go eat some of that for breakfast.
0: That's like uh it's um I'm trying to think of like a text mixed style of like combining text what, what what would the name of that be if you combine combined Texas and Italian Italian, yeah, text like you're starting. This, this is gonna be your first restaurant, a Italian restaurant.
1: Hey, uh, that would be amazing if, if we have the restaurant. I might just go strictly juices, um, but yeah, that that uh, textile. I'm actually writing that down. Uh, <laughs> if if uh, no, not if I'm gonna write that poem and it's, it's gonna be to you, Michael.
0: Oh, I love it! Yay! Oh my god. <laughs> All right. Well, we better wrap this up, too. Um, I'm always so happy to talk to you. Um, You're welcome back on the podcast anytime. And I think that's it for us.
1: All right. Thank you. And thank you, Patreon subscribers, for subscribing to the much needed and beautiful work that Michael does. I think that having people back uh, programs like this is more inspiring to continue to create and i'm just thankful for the platform that you all provide michael so i appreciate you all
0: Oh, thanks for saying that i feel the same way and you say it much better i usually stumble through that attempt to to share that so thanks for saying that and thanks for being
1: on the show oh thank you for having me have a great day michael you too
0: From their 1991 album, The Real Ramona That Was Throwing Muses with Ellen West, as inspired by the conversation you just heard between myself and Donald Vincent. All right, so we've got even more cool stuff for you on this episode. This is sort of fun having like a special, special episode. It's a bonus, bonus. All right, so uh, Donald did not note which poems you're about to hear. Um, I'm just going to put them in the order that he sent them so there's poem one poem two poem three and poem four enjoy these ah i I feel so grateful that he sent these all right so here they go i'll just put them one right after the other
1: men i've slept with for matt dickman i carry your poems i carry them in my backpack always over my shoulder everywhere i go Whenever I sleep next to my bed or under my pillow, like lady days crooning, your words lull me into a suspended stupor, barely even conscious, having conversations with my consciousness, during nights of cold sweats when I wanted to be a poet, to have the tongue of God, I say I shouldn't love a man this much. I fell for Langston. He was by my bedside first, thanks to his light skin, followed by other black living legends, TSE, Kevin Young, Fred Moten, Carl Phillips. But Mayakovsky's revolver's hard cover should be wrapped in selvage denim. Those words, your words do not unravel. Seemingly a prophet, your scriptures remind me of my ex girl Friend, if Major Jackson were wheat bread, then you'd be the organic French baguette, top shelf. Warhol to Jean Michel Basquiat for April Fool's Day, 1987. My painting is dead. Defend it for me, Basquiat. Protect my honor. I am not in the right place, for I am not a painter. There's no such thing as art for art's sake. This I promise. Artists exist to create beauty from their imaginations and force them onto the interpretations of others. Wallace Stevens once said, let be be finale of scene in your art is a reflection of you. It is what it is. My paintings are dead, but they will live forever in the kingdom of art and all things wonderful. God, how I love boring things. Taking the doll and making it shine is how our legacies will be left behind. The true creator of heaven and earth made us in his image. And oh, how glorious his imagination awakens our souls. Through you, my paintings are alive. They live on. Immediate acceptance by the world does not determine true art. For at heart, I am truly not a painter. I am a visionary, a rebel to the norms of beauty, for it is in the eye of the beholder. Now I am in the right place. Doodling on heaven's door, art is in the subtle, below standard. Wallace was right. The imperfect is our paradise. Tom and Jerry. Even though quitters never win, you always seem to lose. Quite the catch. You had to say sorry. Apologize for nature, your desire to chase, capture, and eat. So you kissed Jerry on the forehead. Then you kissed him again. And with slobber and drool, you put Jerry in your mouth. Shamed and slammed up and down for being cruel, you spat him out. Funny how when we gain and get what we want, we eventually lose it. Economic privilege. They know someone that knows someone who knows someone that introduced someone to pay someone to influence someone to admit a white child to college. I know someone who knew of no one, had no money to pay anyone, lied to someone, telling that one person they lived somewhere else so a black child could get a better education.
0: Donald Vincent, four selections from his latest book, um... Wow. Well, this was a really special, special. (laughs) Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you don't mind. I think I was better about this in the previous episode than this one. I'm still getting used to placing this mic in just the right way. And I know my my plosives, if I say them like this, plosives. My plosives are much better if I go like this. I keep talking right into the mic like this, which is what I had to do before. You don't need to know any of this. I just think it's fun. So that's it. I look forward to sharing another podcast with you next week. Two more podcasts with you next week, just as I've shared two with you this week. (laughs) I'm in a funny mood. Um, I hope you're all well. Thank you, as always, for being a part of what I'm doing here. And that's it. Have a great day.